uh, Ling, and we're uh, we're kissing, 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 blah, 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 yeah. good kiss. Uh, and she's like, I think I really like you. And I'm like, oh, you thought this was for real? You're, you're an object on my scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the insider's guide back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. On the red carpet line stuff, too, and what up, what and up. what up, what up to and what up, all what up. of you. To I'm all the listeners. Hayes, I'm here with Sean Clements. And I'm Sean Clements, and I'm here with Hayes. We are fans of the movies first, fans first, and, always, and, and cinephiles. I can, and I consider myself... A studier of movies. Yes, yes. And we also sometimes do movies of our own. Almost a schoolboy who's just study a studier yes. of the movies. And just you can picture me. Yes. When you listen to this, picture me in my little sailor's outfit and with my short pants. Book with the straps and just skipping and down apple the for teacher. And oh, please, you know, please, and- please give me a big kiss for doing the good grades on studying the movies. We want to talk today. We've been hearing some negativity and unpleasant chatter connected to the profession of voice acting. Uh, The voice actors in general, there's been some criticism out there that lately in animated films, only big celebrities are chosen to, to, to play certain roles. Uh, the most famous example being Ryan Reynolds in Turbo, but there are others as well uh, where the only qualification to be a big voice actor is to be a famous celebrity and in your that own. It's not right. a talent, that it's not a talent yes. specific, you know, apart from acting and film acting, yes. that voice acting is not its own kind of field. And, and, yes. I, and, and, and I disagree, and I feel like that's, that's hater stuff. Yes, people see... Bradley Cooper is the raccoon in the new Ga- Galaxy Guardians you watch, movie. You watch the Guardians of the Galaxy and you see this mm-hmm. fun raccoon who looks like sort of a rascally character and he's getting into trouble. And yes. you think, oh, what's the sort of cool, edgy voice going to be? Mm-hmm. And then you hear that it's Bradley Cooper and you think, oh, I think they just got the most famous person they could because mm-hmm. he's sort of – I think some people think sort of bland. Mm-hmm. But you are jealous of Bradley Cooper. As you're saying that, as you're having that thought process, mm-hmm. it's because you're jealous of him because he has more money than and you are. And you're wishing you were this raccoon guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that wouldn't be any better. It would be more worse because what Bradley did was he really fleshed out and brought life to this character's voice. Now it happens to sound a lot like Bradley Cooper because he is kind of a rascal. Mm-hmm. It is a skill. It is. Uh, it is sort of almost like giving birth. It's it, it's creating Harder. life from nothing. Harder and more painful, I think, than giving birth. But mm-hmm. yes, uh, and we sort of wanted to throw back the curtain, like we, we like to do, and show and the it's process. A, it, it is also like giving birth because in order to get into the headspace to create that, I, I do need to have a good fuck first and mm-hmm. just really clear out any no any static. Mm-hmm. Need to have a good rollicking fuck that just empties mm, out the, the chamber. Yes. Mm-hmm, a little, a quick fuck in the hay, and that will result in just bearing the richest fruit in terms of animated voice. Uh, so we will create characters for you. We'll each give each other a character, and uh, and mm. we, we'll we'll show you how what goes into the creation of that voice. To start with me, just give me a give me a character. Okay, um, uh, you will do the character of um, Grandpa Pop Pop. He is the uh, champagne cork in the animated film that I'm working on that takes place in sort of a rich man's cabinet. Uh, yes. it, maybe it's me, maybe it's not. But inside the cabinet is also. Uh, I don't it's kind of like a concentration camp in there. <laughs> and so yeah. and so there's classes among the different drinks, uh the liquor cabinet and uh Grandpa Pop Pop has seen everyone come and go. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is what does he want? What are his goals? And I'm going to do my throats up while you while you tell me that. Ooh, well, he um a lot of what he does is imparting wisdom. Uh, he sees these young screw-top bottles um, 
<laughs> rocking and rolling and coming and going and and making the same mistakes that they've made in the past and he wants to educate but he also knows that a lot of times you can only learn by living okay <clears throat> grandpa papa mhm <clears throat> Oh, yeah, venerable uh, master, I make a drink for you to get big and strong. Fight, great samurai warrior. Yeah, and it steps a little bit on the sake bottle character that I have, um, what you're doing. But I think there's room for both. Uh-huh. And it's feeling more internment camp than concentration camp to me. Well, I actually, this is, I, I actually think those were bad too. Okay. All right. Well, conversation and, for another podcast, maybe. But I, I have to respect your choice I, as an actor. And you did really, it wasn't about you being famous. You did really become a new character. And I almost now want to write to that voice because sure. it was so vivid mm-hmm. for me. I'd like to give you one as well. Please. If like to, and if you want to do your vocal stuff while I. While you're explaining it? Yes, absolutely. Pool Moose. He he wanders in from the woods and he gets trapped in a pool one day. He realizes that he can actually swim really well, and that's it. And that and that and that becomes his dream. And he's adopted by a human family, and he's sort of put through the through the rigors of swimming against against humans in big in big competitions. Okay, I wasn't totally listening. Give it to me again. Then it's Pool Moose and he's swimming. Yes. <clears throat> hey, the only one a me that's like me is me, baby. So that's that's our that's our segment voice choice. We have a great guest today, David Wayne. <laughs> David Wayne, he directed the new movie coming out. It's called they, We Go Together. It's called it's They sort of a Come grease, Together. It's sort of a grease It's riff. like a grease feeling. <laughs> it's They Come Together, and it um, uh, comes out on June 27th. June 27th Is that right? with Amy Polino, Paul Grudd, like huge big stars uh, who uh, are his Ken friends. Ken Martini, and it's all the big stars and all the friends. Um, so please Elfie check Kumper it out. Please, please check this one out. It, uh, watch it in the movie theater. Pay mm-hmm. the money to see it. Yes. It's directed by Stop Piracy. David Wayne, who's going to be right here when we come back on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. <laughs> so I say to uh, Lucy, <clears throat> uh, you know, just like pop the hood and I'll take a look. Right. I pop the hood. Look inside. Vivian Vance is in there eating the engine. No. She she thought anything that is hot is meat. Hey, hi, welcome hey, back to hi. Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet line back hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, we're very excited about our guest today. David Wayne is here. Oh, hey. I was trying to think on the way here. I was driving here in the car, and I was trying to think about how we first met <laughs> you. How did we... I wouldn't even can remember that far back. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, um, Hayes texted me about this, yeah. and I'm racking my brain. I'm the, going, how do I... Is it at that club? I We was did at the party at that club, but I think the first time we met was at that tantric fucking workshop yes okay you were mm-hmm. you were doing that uh that i conflated them because i remember it was at the fucking workshop but i knew that you guys were partiers i could tell that yes. of the people mm-hmm. there we employed it at the club everything we took away from the workshop mm-hmm. yeah well i do i do as you guys know a lot of work in back rooms of clubs you know i, mm-hmm. I a lot of the uh bouncers around you know whether it's sunset strip or whether it's new york they mm. they know who i am and i can get in i can get bottle service and on a given night, I will, you know, I could probably hit four or five clubs. Wow. So, I mean, that's not, we were talking about how we met. I know. Is Marquee right. not as good as it was, or am I losing my mind? Marquee is shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, yes. I spent, I logged my hours there. I logged my nights there, but I think. They <laughs> seem to be doing, correct me if I'm wrong, they seem to be doing kind of an ethnic 
thing. Yeah. Now. And I feel bad because I'm friends with Nikki. I feel bad saying like. It's great. I'm into the multicultural thing, but enough's enough. I like yes, tr- I like too. trying of it. Course. I'm glad I tried it. I'm yes. glad I checked them all off. But yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it for a lot of people. For me, it's like okay, I get it. I got it. Yeah, I'll move on. The sex stuff. I remember first like it made such a difference for me. The real breakthrough for me, I remember in that course. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to make it go for longer if you don't have an erection. Yeah, yeah. That's been. That's been the most useful thing for if me. You, if you go in, what I've always found, especially with my wife, is if I go in soft, mm-hmm. then begin the foreplay once you're already in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different thing. It's like making oatmeal by boiling the water with the oatmeal already in the pot. Mm-hmm. Then it's a different consistency. That's good clean living. Uh, and our little nickname for that uh, workshop, of course, was um, – Professor Xavier's School for the Gift. Yes, you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the We're nerds. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't, if admit I, it. If I didn't know any better, I would say you're. It's like an X Men spoof or something. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. But I mean, I, obviously, and I was. Wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. No, but I was beast for. I remember. Uh, just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had a going, cyclops sticking out of my uh, uh, pants. Yes, See, yes. the um, uh, fr- the front of my, you know. Uh, Wiener has the one. Oh, because the okay. No, not oh. Wait a minute. Mm. Now I get it. And ew, I just I just got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew. Okay. We do gross out laughs. Um, I don't know, like <laughs> what you guys like are on when you come up with some of these things. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's like where do I buy it? You know? Yeah, and you'd want to like just eat it. Yeah. yeah, or whatever it is. I mean, yeah. somehow you guys put it, tend yeah. to like put it you in. come up with some of these things, and I'm like, it, it's yeah. so wrong, right? Or it's just on the edge of wrong. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you the, like to do that? That's where we live. Stuff? Yeah. So I'll get my work. I try to. I'm like, what's like the wrong thing? And then I won't yeah. do it, but I'll go like just you start there. Yeah, you back there. up how, from how, that. How do I make this right? Exactly. I put it in in reverse, and I back up just until the beeps start getting like maybe one second apart, and then I'll stop. Obviously, but then. Mm-hmm. So if it's right there, it gets the audience just to that point, and then you just get their your their beak wet. Little glimpse into the kind of uh, car you're you're driving these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. I have a modern car with mm-hmm. the beeps, and I'm not I'm not afraid to say so. Never be ashamed of that, Mm-mm. David. You used to do play acting. Okay. And uh, you would play these characters, these insane characters. Yeah. But since then, you've transitioned. And how did you be director? You know, I just, at a certain point, it's like, okay, you're doing the acting. And I, and I've, <clears throat> it's like one, I I was a star of many movies mm. in, in, the, in earlier decades. And then mm. at a certain point, it's like, it's time, it's time for me to be director. Mm-hmm. You know, I would and I would go to the to the director, the, whoever it is, if it's uh, Steve Spielberg or Dick Friedkin, and I would say, "Hey, I should be director." Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, they're like, "Yes, you need, you should be director, and we want you to be director." Mm-hmm. And then I just took the seat. Yeah, and, and movies is being director's medium, mm-hmm. and, and that's true. Well, I mean, look at look at Truffaut. Mm. You know, yeah. look at, yes. I mean, look at uh, even Bergman. You oh know? my God! Yes, uh, and in, in, even going as far back as D.W. Griffith. I mean, mm. these are directors yeah. that will come at, out, come at you not just with their their pictures and their words, but they'll give you like this in your face, no holes barred, mm-hmm. visceral, mm-hmm. visual. I'm, I want to be about something. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. That's why. Can you speak on that? But, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I guess I could. But if okay, for example, take a um, a movie, the stagecoach. Mm-hmm. You know, this you've got the the horses. You know, and you've got the stagecoach, but it's the, yeah. it's the interpolation between them, and that is filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And, and you kind of blew by. You know, it's not just their pictures and words. Mm-hmm. But isn't that a big part of what is movies? No, it's the music. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's the That's right. thank of, you. Some of the uh, it's a lot of the uh, the marketing mm-hmm. is part of it. I mean, you know, half the time people are like, "Oh, movies, movies." No, it's the marketing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I won't uh, today. 
I they won't. I can't make a movie unless there's a Twitter feed. Yeah, mm-hmm. a, a, a Facebook ad. Mm-hmm. You know, that song "Happy." Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that. Did you know that was from movie? No. You mean uh, "Don't Worry, Be yes. Happy." Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that song. Um, the there is a happy song uh, from the gentleman with the um, hat. Oh, the big oh, tall Mike, hat, Mike Myers. Hat. Yes. Okay, yes, the cat in the hat. I mm-hmm. love it. And I think that hat is so funny. Mm-hmm. And I could just talk it's... about it and uh, reference it for days. And I don't think it would ever well, stop bringing me joy. It's, well, it's big. Can it's I, unusual. Can I just? I had you, you teed it up, so I have to say it. Do you think it, it would not get old hat? Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 okay. You, you heard me say old hat. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go there. That's, that's okay, but it's weird. This motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. But know, we'll you, cut that out, huh, Cody? All I'm saying is, you. I was standing there at the. Uh, at the driving range, you put the tee in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You handed me a club. Mm-hmm. You you balanced the ball, the ball on, the, on tee. the tee. Yeah, I had to. I had mm-hmm. to take a swing. Yeah, you bagger advanced you. Are you on the links a lot uh, these days? I, the, you mentioned bagger Vance. Bill Smith is a friend, so if it just it's easier if we don't get into all that stuff. He's a friend of yours. Yeah. And so it's easier I just if we don't mention his role. Well, because that sounds like you don't like What's Bagger. easier about like that? Like you don't like just, No, no. He just happens to be a good friend. So if we're going to like get into that, you know, it's just. It's hard for you. It's easier to not. Because it's it, tough I don't to not touch friend. on it just in case there's anything in case that gets that, In case said. anything gets sort of, uh, you know, salacious or if we're starting to get into the area oh. of making fun. I can't do that because it's a friendship that I don't want to screw up. Oh. You know, that's all. And I didn't necessarily feel that just Thanks. saying Bagger Vance was making fun of Bill. You know, or that it was anything salacious about it. It's not that it is already salacious, but it's just easier. Like mm-hmm. if we don't, because then, you know, it's like, oh, you start talking about it. It's like, oh, did you like the movie? I liked it okay. And then suddenly someone says, oh, how come you didn't like it a lot? And then now I have to go to, now Bill calls me mm-hmm. or he texts me and he's like, what's mm-hmm. that about? Yeah. And then it's like, then I, that, that's, there's my Sunday afternoon. And if we asked you to tell your most salacious Story from Smith the set, story. you know, yeah, yeah, but see, it's Vance, like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a, like things like oh, I tell you know, out of schools, you know, trailer blowjob stuff. It's not, mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it just doesn't feel kosher. And what I if you just told a, what if you gave us a blind item and you don't say who it's about? Yeah, forget Bill Smith, forget Bagger Vance. And it's not, and we're not mm-hmm. even talking about him anymore, but you do tell a story. But it, a story that's about of somebody giving a friend the, of yours, but okay. we don't know that person. Trailer this a blowjob. And I'm not saying yeah. who it is. Okay. okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Um he was starring in this movie called Independence Day. And we we were on set and I was just visiting him in the trailer. Yeah. And again, this I'm only saying this because no one this could be anybody. Yes. So I go in the trailer and he's like, you know, hey, you know, let's give each other blowjobs, whatever, that thing, the, the, yes, the, the yes, thing, yes, that, yes, whatever yes. it is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. A movie set. So we're doing it. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing it for a while. Yeah. It's probably like maybe, I don't know, 80 minutes or so. Um, so 80 minutes in, I'm having actually feeling like I'm not going to complete, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this unnamed friend of mine. Whoever it is. And whoever, maybe it's a guy or whoever. Yeah. Uh, he goes out onto the into the uh, area where they have the they serve food craft services. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he gets two big crullers, uh, which are for those who are not in the business. They're like d- donuts t- related. They're kind like of. donuts. Yeah, yeah, they are. And like they serve it, them on film sets, which is like it's like a sweet bread. Yeah. Yes, but not as heavy. If a bread gets so light and sweet at a certain point, it's not bread; it's cake. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be an issue, a semantic issue. Yeah, but they're not like cake, are they? Donuts? Mm, not. I think maybe the insides might be, but if you have to take off the crust. Anyway, I think <sighs> we're diverging. Yeah. The point is, so he gets the two crawlers and he he rings them on my on my my thing. I don't want to say obviously on this no, it's show. A, yeah. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, sort of like. Um, 
there was an old street game called Ring Alivio in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, where you just you throw the rings onto the stick, mm-hmm. and he did that, and that was enough to get me uh, more excited, and then we were able to, to complete, and that's the that's the funny story. Wow! But I'm not going to say who it was. The challenge of playing a game like that yeah. of trying to land this donut on your object in order to and we all know what you're referring to when you say object and you don't have to say it right it's just interesting physically mechanically it's just an interesting but, yes, story the lying and i love hearing that on your back yeah mm-hmm. just i was not, i was in the summertime just so. right and for just, me i wasn't i was on my stomach but yeah yeah and just tossing yeah just tossing and putting just the right amount of spin so that it just sticks the landing. Let's talk about reboots. Godzilla, the Spider-Man. So big right now. And I don't want to spoil anything, but wasn't it great? They're doing very nice pieces of business, all of those. Really nice piece of business. And yes. And money. Yes. And... We, 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 we should good, do, good, good, yeah, yeah. The we have something sort of going with you, uh-huh. yes, right now, right. Uh, the purpose of this show is to illuminate uh, mm-hmm. the uh, darkly lit areas mm-hmm. of show business. That transparency, people, like water, which we all need to. Everyone survive. drinks it. We just report well, ours. This is, my, this is my way of giving back because yes. you know a lot of people I know. Uh, they'll volunteer at a soup kitchen or what have you. And this is mm. my way of giving back by just sharing stuff that we are doing. Yes. Well, and because anyone can hand out soup. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, anyone really can, but not anyone can actually tell you the truth about when you do a reboot and mm-hmm. when you take an existing property. Sure. And you devise a new take on it mm-hmm. so that it can be enjoyed in a fresh way. But keeping just enough of what we all love about it, yes, mm. yes, yes, to bring those—it's mm. the yes, familiarity yes, yes, yes. that yes. is the bedrock, and then it's what's new that is the sugar. Yes, we have this thing in the works. There's a movie in theaters now called Million Dollar Arm, a nice piece of business itself. Yeah, it did well enough. They came to Sean and I. They said we would like to reboot this project like in, the next, it in the next few months. Two, We'd like to fast months, track yeah. it. We'd like you to start talking to some directors. We said, who do we know? Who's the director right now? And we decided to talk to David Wayne about this. And we would love to hear your take. Yes. If- what are you going to bring to Million Dollar Arm? If there are those who didn't see the trailer, didn't see the movie, it's a really nice, sweet story. Um, this dystopian future where we're all out of white baseball players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is still some... Good white people doing some good stuff, and one of them uh, has the brave thought: Could there be a baseball player? He's not. And I what? And, and I, for me, what's great about Million Dollar Arm as a as a piece of material mm-hmm. is, and this is a movie that to me is iconic. It's part of the fabric of who we are. It's sort of our social, you know, script that we go on. The Million Dollar Arm is part mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I, uh, or even the trailer, but I know that for me, that's part of how I can bring in a sort of a fresh voice to the to yes. the uh, to the to the proceedings. That's so why we went to you, and so that's why you know my take uh, on it is so is to really give it a fresh spin. Great, you know, for, I mean, and I know you know Million Dollar Arms. John Hamm is in that. And, yes, and we Lake don't Bell. have John. No, I know that's the whole thing for health reasons. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, well, okay. And I can always change it. And, and honestly, to survive in Hollywood, you have to be able to shuck and jive. You have Ad- to always adapt or die. Adapt or mm-hmm. die. Okay, we don't have John Hamm. I thought we could have, I was going to try to basically do something different in a reboot, which is to use the same original movie. Oh, you know? okay. Um, and that was sort of my part of my take. Part oh. of my take was to. Huh. Actually, keep the original films with the well, same footage. Well, here's the interesting thing because mm-hmm. we already have we have the footage of John. Oh, that's from the good. first movie. Okay, well, we should look at the paperwork and make sure that that's all capiche and you know that it's all kosher. Huh. But I think if we can do that, then you know the reboot is it's almost like a re-release. Uh, yes, but it, but in this case, it, you know, it's never been done that way where mm-hmm. it's it's a reboot of, but it's the same 
film. But okay, let's just say we don't have John Hammond, so we can't do that. Okay. But that is a nice idea uh-huh. just to like to, just on that. To germinate for a sec. To if it's a re-release, it'll be nice for fans of John who maybe miss him in like the next couple months mm. uh, to be able to have a nice memory of him from this movie. They'll be able to go to theaters and remember their friend who passed. At okay. His, yes, at his best. Mm-hmm. Wait, did John Hamm pass away? No, 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 no not no, necessarily, not necessarily, and yet that could be something we could. But look this into. is going to be summer. Yeah. Okay. Late summer. Mm-hmm. Late. Okay. It's, it's going to be more than seven weeks. So the odds which are is what he. Yeah. If John Hamm is in was told forties, there's the odds are against, but not impossible that he would be dead by then. And, and I can, I'm not to get morbid, but that would. Do something for the yes. video, and he know. right now. Last time I saw him, he threw up. So, okay, I saw him throw up, and he was going into the bathroom a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to anyone, but when you go in the bathroom and you throw up a lot, that that mm-hmm. could that does mean you're probably going to die mm-hmm. at some point, anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Well, may he rest in peace. Nice guy. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, well, we don't want to get bogged down in that. But let's put takes, the takes, takes, let's takes, put the takes, re takes. re uh, release of the same film. Let's um, table that okay. for the time. Put being. a pin in it for a second. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's here's my other take. If we were to do just a new version mm-hmm. of Million Dollar Arm, mm-hmm. that's what you're asking me. Mm-hmm. Please. Okay. So do you know um, Genevieve Bujold? Mm, yes. Yeah. She's uh, an actress from the past. Yes. Very. Um, Mm. And then, uh, you know, Sally Struthers? Yes, yes. Oh, my. (laughs) Yes. So Mm. these are both people that I'm not going to say they're friends, but they're people that I – they'll take my calls. Oh, David. Uh, Okay. And and so if I – we have Genevieve and we have Sally and we have Cheryl Ladd. And basically these three uh, are kind of like the modern-day – Three Musketeers, but they're women and they're divorcees and they are not taking any prisoners. You know, they don't care what any guy's going to say. They, they, it's like, listen, girlfriend, I am out on the town. I'm going to put on my stilettos. I'm going to put on my bonobos mm. and I am mm. going to just let it rip. And that means their brassiers are only half on. And and then I've already talked to Sally. She is completely half on, fine with this. on the side or pulled down. They're half. They're no. They're just very loose. Yeah. Like they're half. Exactly. Like they're yeah. just not quite on fully. And yes, again, I I've know. spoken to Sally. She's completely fine with this, or I wouldn't have even pitched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are they're walking on on the street. I mean, it doesn't it can right. And it depends on what permits we get. That's not that mm-hmm. important. But it could be fountain, or it could be vine, or it could be sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, that's assuming we shoot in L.A. Mm-hmm. and these ladies are just not just themselves having a new lease on life. They are also a symbol for what we all want in life, which mm. is the freedom. And, and that's where this and, – and, and to me, that's sort of a different take on the million-dollar arm But thematically, the, the freedom aspect. The freedom aspect and just the idea – to me, I think it, it, it connects very – Smoothly to the John Hamm yes. and the Lake Bell characters in Million Dollar Arm. We do have a commitment uh, to Asif Manvi. Okay, is there mm-hmm. a way to find? Is there a place for him? I do think it's going to have to be a thing where we're just going to have to see if we can pay him off, or okay, okay, you know, or if he wants, can is he interested in doing something more behind the camera? You know, uh, okay. Maybe he could help out with the stuff that has to be done in the office. I'm sure it doesn't. There's no specification as to what yeah. his job has to be. So he doesn't have to be around. And he could be an apple box. He could be an apple box, or he could be. I know that to me, that's a good use. I could see him doing stuff in accounting too, because they always need extra help with payroll and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's you know, because everyone gets a check on Friday. I mean, I don't know why everyone has to get the check on the same day. So they all have to go out. So if you had an extra hand to pass out, you know, you take half of them and I'll take half of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I twice as yes. fast. Wouldn't that's that go as fast. so fast? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just obviously I think that's stuff to be figured out later. And, and just in terms of incorporating pride fighting, we do have a contract with um, them where they are going to be featured heavily in the film. Did you see the divorcees are kicking butt or who's choking who? And Did you say pride punching? fighting? Yeah. Oh, because when you when you faxed me earlier, I, th- I thought it said prize fighting. 
This, these okay. women are, you know. I see. Um, well, I guess proud. Sally's not going to be able to do the, a lot of the kicking butt because she's got a little bit of a sciatic uh, mm-hmm. condition. Mm-hmm. So if, if we can get a, um, a stunt woman for her, we can figure that out maybe. Because a lot of times, this is something your listeners might be interested in. Say uh, an actor is in a scene and they have to fall off a bridge. Well, yeah. what I'll do is I'll say, hold. And when, then that actor leaves leaves the bridge mm-hmm. and in comes a stunt double. Mm. And the stunt double looks like the actor and they jump off the bridge and then we go home. Mm. Beautiful. And maybe that's another spot for that end dive guy that you mentioned to do the stunt stuff. Yes, that is an interesting We put him in him. a Sally Struthers wig. Because I don't see why he couldn't fall off something. I mean, I think that's within his talents. I mean, I don't want to underestimate him. I think he could do something like that. I do feel like that the ma- the manufacturers who did the Sally Struthers wigs, a lot of them have been out of business for the last few years. Mm-hmm. But it's a question of whether there's an aftermarket or a gray market on eBay mm-hmm. or uh, overseas, and we can track those down. So I'll, I will look into that. I'll put that on my list. Now, I don't want you to go digging into anything that's going to get you in trouble. Well, you know. Like, if you have some kind of way of doing these things, then go ahead. What but. I do when these kinds of things, situations come up, I get on a plane. I go to Shanghai. Mm-hmm. I, meet, I meet my contact. Mm-hmm. We sort of go deep into the the sort of open air market. Yes. And then mm-hmm. we just ask around and usually something happens that – Something adventurous happens, then we find our man. Oh. So I'll, I'll see what I can do. Chinese. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so. Question. So. i to do the question. We have a question segment. Yeah. Uh, I guess my first question, regardless of the segment, is does it feel professional to you that our engineer um, brought his girlfriend to sit in on the session i've never yes, met and were her you comfortable before. did it make you comfortable or, or uncomfortable when a stranger came in and just sat down while, midway through yeah just while we were doing the record um i wasn't gonna say anything to you guys uh-huh. but um i found it to be not not just discomforting to me but a little disquieting to mm-hmm. me yeah mm. um i found it to be rude mm-hmm. i found it oh. to be um inappropriate mm-hmm. uh also, just kind of solipsistic. Mm. Would, you speak on, would you speak on that? Uh, just the idea. It, it, you know how you know how um, hemophiliacs are have a blood too much blood situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, the, my blood is boiling here, mm-hmm. thinking about the because a, a recording session like this is a very precious, sacred, sacred yes. ritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for example, I used to spend some time in Gainesville, Florida at, at um, these clan ritual things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you brought in the wrong element, the mm-hmm. ritual would be ruined, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and uh, that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. And I'm, and I'm pissed. I have a suspicion, which is that Cody is hoping to create the illusion that we are friends with him. Uh, yeah. And so he has his girlfriend enter the record midway through. Right. Assuming so that we have had to see how we kind actually of interact rapport with him. beforehand or any conversation at all. I'm happy to dispel that right now. Cody is not my friend. And if he is if he has gotten maybe 90% of the way to some sort of physical consummation of this friendship the two of you have and this was going to push it over the edge for you the idea of him having these big famous friends you'd be hanging out with at parties i would be truly crushed to find out that that was the case for to him for him to have lied to this woman who is his friend mm-hmm. in order to achieve sexual pleasure i think it's a hostile act and it's a, and it's also a hostile act towards women and it means i mean i don't i, I don't know cody well and I would say I don't know him at all, but I can tell very easily, and this is not pop psychology, that he hates women. I love women. Oh, my God. I do. I do, too. I do, too. That's my weakness, though, mm-hmm. is like okay. beautiful women. Beautiful women. 
They're well, in the right town. The way they and look the and way everything. And, and they're people to me. Of course. Oh, yeah. Beautiful people. Wonderful. And their bodies. And, no. and their bodies. My sister knows uh, a woman who's a lawyer. I mean, so that's if, if that doesn't yeah. show you that I understand that women can do nearly anything, mm-hmm. almost any profession. Uh, even a lawyer. So, yeah, at I mean, a professional at a professional level. I'm glad you said profession. Like, well, I mean, actually, in small yes. firms, yeah, I think they can yeah. do it if it's a local kind of you know simple procedures or you know it's like mm-hmm. local, yeah, not like life Stapling. and death stuff. But if it's no, but I mean, I think sometimes you, know, you get a big stack of papers and they're all over the place. Yeah, you need something. What's going to keep these papers all in the same place? Together? But certainly, if they're you know yeah entry level type uh, positions at smaller mm-hmm. firms, why mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why not any reason at all. And if it, and especially if the firm has like a daycare thing, yeah, and because who's going to you know, also, run that aspect? Right, and if there's they always they, they'll need room to pump. Now, the real questions uh, that we wanted to get into mm. um, were <sighs> there's a segment <coughs> that we do. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting better at explaining it to guests, but it's still a little rocky. Hayes, do you want to take the reins on this one or? You know what we could do (laughs) once? We could try the song. Okay. Someone wrote a song that they think explains this. Uh, one of our listeners. So let's play it once, and if it works, great. And when it doesn't, we'll just explain it anyway, and then we won't hear the song again. This will take me a second to find. That sounds good. I look forward to hearing the song. And in the meantime, what about Obama's policies? Okay. Okay, I found it. Okay, good. The Popcorn Gallery, it's time for it now. The Popcorn Gallery, it's a segment on Hollywood Handbook, Sean and Hayes let the viewers ask the questions, not the peanut gallery, cause it's about movies, yeah, the movies is the reason it's called the Popcorn Gallery, and Sean and Hayes letting the viewers do in all the questions, yeah, now it's time for the Popcorn Gallery, oh yeah. I like the sort of jazzy influences. Yes, and that song was by Tim Treese, who I should point out is a very rich person. Rich guy. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Some mm-hmm. kind of Silicon Valley guy. Not Definitely show. not going to be making money as a musician. <laughs> but I mean, uh, unrelated to that song, which is great. Wicked. So you get the idea, I think, from that song. I got uh, the, the, What I took from it lyrically was that something involving the viewers asking questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That it's was just one of the very themes, close. one of the undercurrents of the lyrics that yes. I took from it. And what we do is we – the questions are in sort of a metaphorical popcorn bag. And okay. uh, let's see what it would sound like if we were to reach, reach into bag. said yeah. bag and we to pull out a, a I f- question. I feel like from, why, why not keep a little sense of uh, illusion for the okay. listeners okay. and say okay. it is a popcorn bag? Okay. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. okay. We've got this bag. Oh, well, let's reach in and find the question in there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. First, wait, you guys, if you don't mind, I'd like to have a soda first. If you don't, and I'm going to pour it. Thank you. Ooh, it's a camera. Well, that's appropriate because you're a director. Oh. So there was a camera in the popcorn bag. I well, wonder if there'll be any questions about your directing. I, dir- I certainly know my way around a camera lens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this question is from Corpse Fucker Shitlord. Huh. He asks, David, two girls at my school both like me, but I can only take one to prom. What should I do? That's the whole question. Yes, that's the entire Well, I would thing. say what I would do uh, is call Jenny, um, you know, maybe in the afternoon, the day before the prom, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, hey, do you want to go to the prom with me? Uh, and then she, she, she'll say yes because she likes you. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that part settled. Is this one of the two girls or is it a third girl? That's one of the two girls. Okay. Then you call the mm-hmm. other girl, Debbie, and you say, um, hey, Debbie – um, and you call right afterwards, so she, there's no way that she would find out you're 
and then you say, "Hey, I want to go to prom with you." And then, and then, so she'll she'll go. Mm-hmm. Now you have two dates. Okay, now what do you do? Call back Jenny, and do, this is a, the classic thing. You put um, a, a clothespin on your nose, and you're like, "Oh, I don't feel very good. I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the prom." But it's so it's the day before, so she won't be able to find anyone else to go with. So there's so she will definitely not come. Yes. Now, if she does choose to go stag, you have to um, put if you have a either a, a what do you call it? What do you call it? Not a forty-five, the other kind of gun. Mm-hmm. A thirty-three um, yeah. Magnum. Oh, uh, a thirty. I'm I'm thinking of something else. Whatever the, it is, um, uh, takes, the bazooka. A bazooka. A bazooka works, and then you just put you as she's leaving to go to the prom, you pop those tires. Mm-hmm. And you try to get all four, and then she'll be uh, dealing with that mm-hmm. uh, at least long enough for you to have a good time with Jenny. If you can get a friend to watch and make sure she has no other way to get there, by the time she does get there, you can then you know, dispense with mm-hmm. Jenny, whether it's in the, in the recycling or whatever it is. What if Debbie yeah. is stacked, oh. like in her bust? Okay. And Jenny... So she's like built. Yes. Okay. She's like got a, a shape to her. She's a fox. And Jenny is like a paperback Voluptuous, book. yeah. Oh. Buxom. With big boobs, yeah. Yes. Okay. So Jenny is the paperback book with the big, the buxom. <laughs> and then Debbie is like built, like stacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she's yeah. got she it. She's got it. And she knows stacked. how to move. And like. if Yeah. If Jenny, so Jenny's got big naturals, but. Debbie, on the other hand, is kind of pushing something ferocious upstairs. Okay. Okay. What I would do is I would – you know what I, what I would maybe do is tell them, you're, the, tell them both that you're sick, right? Then neither comes the prom. Mm-hmm. Then you go to each of their houses back and forth all night mm-hmm. and just like go downtown on those mm-hmm. mounds. Yeah. Yes. That's what I would do. That's right. Yeah, that's and then if right. And if you can just sort of get them into a situation where their brassieres are half on, half off, mm-hmm. yeah, then you can get a good sense of their of of what kind of the, the business of what's real. Yeah, the sweater meat. Mm-hmm. I think there's some more. Well, it's got this bag in. There's some more popcorn inside. Okay, let's have another bite. Yeah, let's see what's in there. Okay, and did you want to pop open any snacks yourself first? Ah, uh, goobers. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's this? My hand's on. It's a big round mound. Oh, is this Debbie or Jenny? Oh, wow. He found a large breast inside the bag. That's amazing. Again, that Mark could create a sound My drop. My friend Mark does these sound drops for us. And we kind of exactly randomly choose we them. He records 100 at the, the beginning of the month, and we give him some cash so that he can And that's, hopefully that's the sound effect of a, of a popcorn bag. Mm-hmm. And the voice inside it's, it's it. digging into the popcorn bag, and then whoever, you know, whatever he finds in. inside the bag, yeah, in Foley Studios, he must they, have a whole studio yeah, with like they different use pebbles yeah. and a celery stick. That's great. This question is from Octor Octopus. Okay, David, you recently got into some trouble after you made certain comments about how you would have reacted if you were Jay Z and what you would do if quote any woman got in my face like that on an elevator. Is that because you're a New Yorker? Yeah, well, there's a certain people who don't live in New York don't understand that mm-hmm. there's a certain code of the streets mm-hmm. in New York, especially when you're from the part of New York that I live in, which is like the streets. Yes, mm-hmm. stickball um, and stickball and ring alivio and the, the crawlers on the on the cock and so on. And so, what basically, you know, Jay Z obviously is not my friend, uh, but I see him around. I've seen him at Bungalow Eight, and I've seen him. You know, we we hang. You know, we'll have mm-hmm. a convo here and there. Um, we'll bump our elbows. You mm-hmm. know, to say like we're friends. Afraid mm-hmm. of germs. You know, and I've been to a couple of his his rap shows, and I think they're terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I understand every word. Sure, but I definitely for me it's it's like n word this n word that. You know, yeah. Sometimes like, it gets it gets yeah. involved. But I, I like, like see I like that. Uh huh. I mean, like, I definitely liked. 
I mean, I don't think that was Jay-Z. I'm not sure which one it was, but I liked the remake of Walk This Way, the Aerosmith song. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a great job with that, or whoever it was. That but, was um, him. That he, was him, yeah. Yes, he was so funny in that. I think it's fun when they embrace the more classic rock stuff. That's that's the part that I like. And I, I mean, mean, it seems like they're having fun, and they're not so yes. mad, and I'm going to yeah. get, like, you know, punched in the nose or I something. I mean, like, Billy Joel played the, the Hollywood Bowl this week. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with that, for example? You know, so yes. that's that's sort of my take on that whole that whole scene. Uh, so I, I hope that kind of covers, answers the question. Mm. Well, I looking at the bottom of the bag and there seems to be room in there for just one more questions amount of popcorn. Okay. Can I just quickly just grab one more can of soda? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, not much in here. Oh, it's uh, what is this a uh, hand? It's cold. It's, it's John Ham's hand. Whoa, John, are you, John, are you okay? I don't feel a pulse. John, John. This question is from Bozos of Basketball. David, as a director, do you still need to read directions on things? Uh, no, of course not. A director, you know, as per the title, uh, is not someone who reads directions. It's someone who gives directions. Uh, so, for example, uh, only, I guess it must have been four years ago, we, uh, we bought a TV set in our house. Uh, it came with the directions, as, as most appliances do. I don't what know. I, do? I don't have one. No? Oh, really? That's very cool. I, is, I mean, that's not why. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard of, I've heard of people who uh, cut the cord. Yeah, I I mean I just no, don't have there was one. no cord. Not, yeah, there's no, no cord, cord to cut. Yeah, um, would you just be cutting? I'm the I'm air. interrupting, but I don't have a television. I mean I don't have one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so we got this television set, and you know you get you open it up, and you get the the all the stuff, the remote control. <laughs> I can't so even on. picture it. I know. I don't mean to <laughs> keep interrupting, but no, I literally am like, yeah. I hear that, as maybe. you're saying it, I'm going like. What would that, right. you know? I mean, I have the money, but it's just, I don't... It's not your thing. I don't feel like I need it. You know, I'm not bored. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I know, I hear you. My English teacher used to say only boring people get bored. It's true. Yeah. Or if it's or if there's nothing to do. Um, so I uh, took the, uh, the directions, and I'm just... I'm glad I'm getting back to the story because it's a really good story. I took the directions and... Put and toss them into the trash. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, and so now it's see been, in my trash. There's no TV directions. There's just like oh, banana no. peels and like yogurt compost capsules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping you don't eat meat. Did you see that documentary? Fed up. Oh my god! Hello, hello. Uh, it's like <laughs> cuckoo. Because like, that's a rooster waking me up. Yeah, it's seriously. Mm. I mean, no, I did not see it. But I mean, hello. Because there's parts of the world where people are healthy. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, I, in, in caveman days, mm. they were fine. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. In, and in a lot of, like, look at the Renaissance. They mm-hmm. were fine too. I mean, Henry VIII, yes, okay. But that was that was an, uh, an exception. And back then, you they would brush their teeth with just a thistle, bark. thistle weed, and, and, and their their teeth. You see their teeth. And now, milk. what is it today? Crest, it was cold. All, yes, exactly. Milk. All chemicals, all chemicals. But I just really did want to finish the story because it was such a good story. Um, so I took the directions and I threw them in the trash. I think uh, I said that part right. He, I, I said the part about how the, I got the TV right, and then we took. A, you didn't say how you got. It, you said that you did. No, but yeah, that was the that was the part. Oh, that okay. I was talking about. hamburger I sandwich. It. I will have sometimes. So I do eat meat. I will have hamburger okay. sandwich. Right. I want to be honest with the listeners. You know, I think it's about listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and sometimes it's like my body says, "I need a cheeseburger." It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that cheeseburger is like empir- empirically the best food, mm-hmm. but sometimes I my, my body has got its own voice. Is that just mm-hmm. cheese on a hamburger sandwich? Basically. <laughs> So, anyway, back to the story. I just really wanted to finish the story. That could so be good. I um, I took this, the directions, and I, did, I t- did I tell you the part how I put them in the trash? Mm. Yeah, I think I did. Well, I'll just mm. you didn't say how you did it, but you did say that you. No, did. it's not about how I did it. You said how, but it's not about that. But I'll okay. I'll just I'll just repeat that one part just in case. Okay. It's one of the step on trash cans. You step on the pedal and it opens. Or? You know, I really don't know. I really don't know. 
But I do know that I threw it in the trash, mm. and then it's been four years. And in four years, anytime I need the directions mm -hmm. for the TV, you know, I have to go in the trash They're can and right get them. The and mm -hmm. that's and that's how I access them because I mm -hmm. don't need them. Yeah. And so it's like you know, at most once or twice a week, I'll I'll feed them out to use them because I do not need them. I'd take it one step further and say I don't even have them. But you're not saying you actually don't have a TV. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally don't. So what, do you just watch the TV in your room or something? Um, I go, uh, well, I, I mean, I've talked about this before, but you, if you want to watch TV, you go to a nice restaurant. I see. Or your dad's rooms out here sometimes. If he's... My dad has one in his room and I will. So if he'll he's walk over into out there. of town, if he's working late, mm -hmm. I, I will put on, you know, one of the Spice Channel or... In our house, we don't, we don't watch a lot of TV, but we, we allow a program um, on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. One program. Mm. Um, and it has to be something that's nutritive. So it can be orchestra. It can be a documentary about science. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. one of those two things it has to be. Because your wife is – she needs to learn she, you know, yeah, I'm, I, about the world. My wife and, is basically on a, on a course that I've – a course mm -hmm. of study that I've put her on. And I teach her about poetry. I teach her about music and uh, literature and, you know – Right now, and I'm teaching her about Bill Faulkner and some of that, some of that mm -hmm. stuff, and and also just I'm trying to teach her about jazz, uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, um, you know, uh, Count Basie, people of that particular nature, mm. uh, some of the big bands, uh, the the country mm. blues. So big of sound, where that yeah. big sound go? Yeah, you know, I exactly. mean, where it go? So she's home studying right now, and will be pretty much all night because I've got a big, big uh, exam for her tomorrow. And David, yeah, I said David. Yeah, I was I I was saying yeah to myself like yeah don't talk you were gonna say something <laughs> don't do it Sean. Thank you and Namaste and go in peace mm -hmm. and we appreciate it so much and we loved having you. Please, please stop. I loved being here, so stop. And. To all of you out there, we'd uh, appreciate it if you would rate us on iTunes and you can have a talk with us on the forums. And if you would please buy the pro version of this podcast, I can't stress enough what a mitzvah that would be for you were you to do that. Who bought? Who did Bozos of Basketball buy? Bozos it this week? of Basketball bought it this and, week. And as his prize, um, uh, Melissa or whoever is going to apologize for kind of coming in and kind of making a weird vibe in the podcast. Mm hmm. So, and if you want to hop on the mic now, you can. Cody's friend and what? Yeah, yeah. It's Alyssa with an A. Okay. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. Nice to have you here. Thank you for having. Would have been better to have done that prior to the introduction part. Did you know that um, if you want to find this podcast uh, on the internet, a good place to start is www.google.com, and just uh, check there. Mm -hmm. Type it in. Podcast. Yeah. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. <laughs> The wolf dead. <laughs>